Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. All right, Todd, question this week is this. What is the golden rule and is it in the Bible? Yes. Uh, it's not by that name. It's like the word Trinity is not in your Bible. People yeah. know that. Uh, the word rapture is not in your Bible. Those are two things that we believe. Uh, certainly Trinity is a non-negotiable for any person who's a student of the Bible. And so um, I think if you're a student of Jesus, you would have come across a rather interesting phrase, which most kids know and are taught by parents almost universally, yeah. uh, is from Matthew 7, 12, in this thing called the Sermon on the Mount. Why don't you read it Yeah, to so he says this. He says, In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law of the prophets. Yeah, the law of the prophets. So it's just the gold standard. I think the phrase golden rule comes from um, just a, a common uh, phrase within society for generations, which is that's kind of the gold standard. Like yeah. that's the most precious of all metals. This is the most precious of all things. Jesus says this in Matthew 7, 12. Uh, it's a quote back from Leviticus, but um, specifically he even uses this idea when he is responding to a bunch of the religious leaders of the day in Matthew 22 and verse 36, where they say to him, hey, what's the greatest commandment? And then he just responds by saying, well, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one he says is like it, which is interesting. The greatest commandment, there's really two parts because you can't separate them. This is the gold standard. He goes on to say, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. For on these two hang all the laws and all the prophets. Yeah. Okay, Paul, when he was writing about this and just letting people know what was important, he says in Galatians 5.14, and this is kind of funny because he says the whole law is fulfilled in one word. And then he uses seven words to describe it, okay? And he quotes basically from the same text that Jesus did because that's what Paul always did. It's what a good follower of Christ always does. He quotes the Father and he just says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And, um, and so if you are loving God and because you love God, you love what God loves, you love other people, you're going to be doing uh, what God wants you to do. Now, the, the gospel isn't that we love so well that God loves us, right? That's that's not the gospel at all. The gospel is that none of us love the way that we should. We, we can't even do the very first thing. We don't need 613 laws like are there in the Old Testament to the people that God revealed himself to. Um, we just need to really understand the laws were there to show us we don't have a clue on how to love. Yeah. What Jesus is doing, what's really interesting, throughout this most famous of messages that he gives called the Sermon on the Mount, is he's just, again, upping the standard from what is societally basically embraced. So even a little bit earlier where he said, hey, you've heard it said that an eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, in effect, turn the other cheek. Because it was just, um, I think wicked men, what they would do is if you knock my tooth out, I'm gonna gouge your eye out. And he said, hey, that's just not um, how you go about just war, <laughs> right? You need to have a reasonable and proportionate response. Right? And so cutting somebody's arm off because they knocked your tooth out is not a proportional response. And so, you know, the, the, the law of the day that, that was introduced first was just like, hey guys, just limit your aggression. But when Jesus comes on the scene, he basically says, man, retaliation shouldn't be your first response. Some people might just say, well, Jesus here is just kind of quoting Confucius, which he's not at all. Confucius, who lived about 500 years before Christ, is the one who said, um, don't do to others as you don't want them to do to you, but Jesus is, is raising the bar here. In fact, he's just going back and saying what we already know is true from Leviticus in 1918, where it says we should love your neighbor, right? And so what Christ is doing is saying, hey, it's not enough just to not do evil, you have to do good. Yeah, he's saying initiate. Initiate, right, that's exactly what um, God does. Yeah. He demonstrates love towards sinners. In Luke 6, Jesus says, you know, be, love your enemies. 
right? Because be like your Father in heaven, who himself is kind to evil and ungrateful men. Um, this idea that Jesus teaches is, again, it's not a bunch of new revelations. He's just really showing them what the Father's always wanted. In, in the book of uh, Micah, chapter 6, verse 8, he says, um, you want to know what, what is good and what the Lord requires of you? Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with the Lord. In Isaiah 58, um, a lot of times religious people thought, I'm going to show my devotion to God, I'm going to fast. I'm going to be known because I don't eat food. And God says, is that really the kind of fast I seek? That you would just deny yourself some physical pleasure? And by the way, we have a Real Truth Report on fasting you ought to go look at. But in Isaiah 58, 6, he says, no, man, the fast that I choose is that you'd stop being wicked, right? In other words, that you would do justice, that you'd stop oppressing people. In other words, that you would love others and break every yoke. So um, the golden rule is a call to action. You don't just sit there in class and um, not speak poorly about people because you don't want them to speak poorly about you. It says look for people there to love. Um, and so when, you know, sometimes guys, even in marriages, sometimes come to me and go, well, she's this, and they're not doing this, and, uh, you know, all these different things. And I, I, rather than focus on what somebody's doing to you that you don't want, my question always, you know, goes back to them and just reminding them that hurt people hurt people. And I would just say, well, let's not talk for a second about what they're doing to you that you don't want done to you. What are you doing to them, yeah. right? You know, we're supposed to do good to all men, uh, especially those who are of the household of faith. But if there are enemies, okay, we're compelled by Scripture to love them. Yeah. And love is always active, right? Love is patient. Love is kind. Uh, love doesn't act unbecomingly. Love is not provoked. Love doesn't seek its own, doesn't take into account a wrong suffered. It bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. It never fails. Love moves. Love acts. And that's what Jesus is getting to. So if you, because you love God, are loving others, all right, then you are fulfilling the golden rule. But I hope that nobody thinks, because they love some people well sometimes, they're meeting the gold standard of God's yeah. perfection. Yeah. Okay? Because ultimately... Uh, the standard that God wants is that we would never not live exactly how he wants, and none of us meet that standard. And boy, aren't we glad that God does, okay, uh, the golden rule. He demonstrates his love for us in that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. And if we're his people, we're going to follow his ways and do those things. I'll, I'll, last thing I just want to share about this, it's really important where this comes in context. It comes in the context of talking about how to treat dogs and, and pigs or people you should no more cast your pearls before, he says pray for them. And then not, don't just pray for them, but you want to love them because it's the kindness of God that will lead them to repentance. It's a spiritual problem that only spiritual people, the fruit of the Spirit is love. And so when you live the way that you are supposed to live and you pray for lost people, that's going to lead them to repentance. And that's what God's here to do, help us seek and save the lost. So if you're not living the golden rule, that might be the reason that your evangelism isn't very effective yeah. because you're, uh, you're, the way you're living is so loud, people can't even hear your words. So it's not just teaching for kindergartners and preschoolers. That's a great statement. Yeah, this is a, this is a mature response to yeah. everybody. It's that's essential to you having an effective voice as you try and share with the world the love and the kindness of God. Let them see it in you. I love it. Thanks so much, Todd. We'll click on those show notes for other helpful resources. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next week.